0: The man had stood there, looking around nervously with the suitcase wide open on the counter. And when she caught sight of his clerical collar, she closed the case and wished him a nice day. Three years ago she had been in the United States, monitoring the border crossing in Tijuana. She had pointed out five people carrying heroin, two in their stomachs, inside condoms, before the delivery they were waiting for actually arrived. Three trucks with hollow wheel drums. 1,200 kilos. The biggest haul in ten years. She had been rewarded with a consultation fee of $10,000. They had also offered her a post with five times the salary of her job in Sweden. But she had turned it down. Before she left, she suggested to the head of the operation that he might like to investigate two members of his team she was virtually certain they were being paid to facilitate the transportation of heroin. It turned out that she was absolutely right. She could have become a multimillionaire by travelling around the world, carrying out temporary assignments. But after her trip to the US, she had turned down every offer. The two team members she had unmasked had secreted not only a high level of anxiety, but also... Threat. For safety's sake, she had stayed with the chief customs officer and travelled to work with him. Knowing too much is dangerous, particularly when big money is involved. And so she had settled in Kapelscher, ten minutes from her house in Yilberga, on the island of Rodmanso. The number of seizures had increased dramatically when she first took up her post and had subsequently fallen and continued to fall. The smugglers knew that she was working here, and Capelshire was now regarded as a lockdown port. Over the past few years, she had dealt mainly with spirits and the odd disorganised chancer with steroids stuffed in the lining of his suitcase. Her shift patterns changed from week to week, so that the smugglers wouldn't know which times to avoid and which times they could exploit. Without touching the box, she pointed at it and said, "'This is not a game. What is that?' "'It's for hatching out larvae.' "'I'm sorry.' The man was smiling, almost imperceptibly, beneath his beard, as he picked up the box. She could now see that the cable ended in an ordinary plug. He opened the lid. The interior was divided into four compartments— separated by thin walls for breeding insects he said holding up the lid and pointing at the meter thermostat electricity heat hey presto insects tina nodded and why do you have such a thing the man put the box back in his case and shrugged is it illegal No, I'm just curious. The man leaned across the counter and asked her in a low voice, Do you like insects? Something very unusual happened. A cold shiver ran down Tina's spine, and presumably she began to secrete the same anxiety she was so good at detecting in others. Fortunately, there was no one here who was capable of sensing it. She shook her head and said, "'I'd like you to step in here for a moment.' She gestured towards the inner room. "'You can leave the case here for the time being.' They examined his clothes. They examined his shoes. They went through every single thing he had in his case, and the case itself. They found nothing. They were only permitted to carry out a body search— if there were reasonable grounds for suspicion. Tina asked the others to leave the room. When they were alone, she said, I know you're hiding something. What is it? How can you be so sure? After everything he had been subjected to, Tina thought he deserved an honest answer. I can smell it. The man...